I'm just going to go to the library like I used to when I was in high school. <gasps> the, the library? Do you have a library card? Yeah. <gasps> but you I actually don't need well. you actually don't need one here in New York anymore. You just need oh. an ID, like a New York ID, and you can oh, get onto any um <laughs> You can get onto any, um, what's it called? Library computer. They also got rid of library fees, which is why I could get a new library card because. Oh my gosh. I, the are library. you like an outstanding criminal of the library? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really bad at returning books. So I just like forgot. Were you a library criminal? Yeah, I just forgot <laughs> and then was like, well, I guess I'm not like borrowing books from the library anymore because I'm not paying that fee. That's too much money. And then they like, but then they like, they like, I think, I think like this year or last year, they were like, hey, if you have debt, you don't have debt anymore. And I was like, yeah. And that's <laughs> she can Let go back a without a fake mustache. Let me get the yeah. library card. <laughs> Two Jordans in a trench coat trying to <laughs> check out library books. <laughs> what can I say? I have, I don't know. I'm just bad at like re- doing stuff on time. And then. Oh. And then after the deadline passes, I'm like, oh, this, this is kind of awkward. I kind of don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so you became a library criminal because it was awkward to pay your fines. Because it was awkward and I have social anxiety. So like, imagine me it's going not, up It's tiny little old ladies. What are they going to... I mean, they it probably... It is not like, tiny little old ladies really? here in it's New not? York. Oh, it okay. is. Like, it is, it's like adults, normal functioning adults. And no, I can't do that. Sorry. Jordan, you're also a normal functioning adult. <laughs> I really like, hate to break it to you. This is when oh I was God. in high school, you guys. This is when I was in high school. It's different. Okay, okay. I like okay. I like oh I like I got into debt with the library in high school and then I was like, I'm never coming back here again. I'll just hang out here with my friends. Jordan just like they're the fucking mob. I got in too deep with the library. <laughs> I can just imagine, like, little old Gladys with a baseball bat saying, like, so, you no, checked you can, out Redfish, Bluefish when you were No, back. you can definitely show up to the library. I just couldn't, like, do anything other than, like, if I had, like, I, br- I brought my laptop around because I couldn't Look at all the books computers. that you want to steal, yeah. I, no, but did you, did you guys also hang out? Was the library also a place of hangout for you guys? Not really. I hung out there... That was my that was me and my friends group's regular hangout spot. We would go there and we would just hang out for hours after school and then go home. <laughs> That's where the rebels hang out. They steal books and drive up fees. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> my uh my go to high school hangout spot was my friend had a pickup truck, so we would uh, just drive yeah, into like same. the middle of nowhere and just like post up on a fucking dirt road somewhere and just like uh, hang out. We yeah. didn't have we had like a two thousand one like honda like something i don't know what it was but we would literally drive around in parking lots and do stuff we weren't supposed to do probably and just hang well, around and do no nothing. one really had cars in my high school so yeah you also went to high school in new york i yeah. went to it in, in spencer iowa so there's like right. a bit of a difference there's in, like, like a little size. cultural difference yeah yeah just like a little bit there actually <laughs> I remember one time a friend of mine was like showed me Minecraft on my phone and was like, "Let's play this at the library today." <gasps> oh my! 
playing Minecraft and stealing yeah. books. That's a gateway drug. We are not stealing books. How many times do I have to say I forgot to return one book and then just decided not to take it off I'm sorry, Jordan. Anymore. You're a book criminal now. I think that's just how it works, actually. I think you're just a book criminal. Okay, okay. Librarians Whatever. see you, they go... <gasps> Welcome back to Bite. It's an original fan cast only eight years too late. Welcome back. This week, we are talking about the originals, season one, episode 21, The Battle of New Orleans. Yes! And the whole gang's here. I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Jordan. Say hi, Jordan. Hi. And Brian. Say hi, Brian. I'm still here, bitches. <laughs> Surprisingly, he's never left. <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. We've been gone a while. Yeah. yeah. How many episodes has it been? Or probably For Jordan, lot. it's been at least four. Yeah, it's I think been four. six episodes for Jordan. Oh, wow. <gasps> I haven't been here in a month and a half, at least. <laughs> well, we also haven't been here for a month and a half. We had a break, but, but I, I only, I'm only measuring this by how many... Um, episodes jordan hasn't ranked on the spreadsheets so maybe my spreadsheet's off i doubt it is though you know this thing's my fucking baby who missed me i miss you so goddamn much (laughs) i know know, know you guys girl you have no fucking idea i miss you so goddamn much when i was dealing with brian's tvd loving ass are you kidding me oh i missed you and your negative energy when it comes to tvd i miss you so bad <laughs> and then there's this me over here, like, wow, Julie Pleck really popped off with this one, fam. Oh God. So Jordan, since we're yeah. talking about the originals this week, you have some catch up to do. Catch up, catch up. You've watched the episodes of the originals that you missed, right? Yeah, I did. I did watch it on one point two five speed, though, to like get through it. <laughs> So. so true queen i would expect nothing less from you so do you have a ranking for episode 119 and 120 an unblinking death and a closer walk with thee i watched this last week so i'm looking at the description right oh, now to remind myself this okay he yeah. wasn't turned on this one normally it's me doing this i know this is weird how does it feel to be prepared brian i don't know i've how never does it feel to be the prepared podcast host never been prepared, well, not as, prepared ever. as me but never as prepared as you but I'm prepared for something. (laughs) We are just watching Jordan stare at her phone really closely as she tries to read it. And I do think it's very funny. You are holding your phone really close to your face. Yeah, I've got my glasses on. So this is what happens Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. Um, Where do we get here? All right. So for episode 19, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm not going to explain myself. I'm just going off of the vibes of what I remember. <laughs> that's exactly in line with what Brian and I gave it. So yeah. that's a nine across the board for 119 and Unblinking Death. What about 120, A Closer Walk With Thee? Do, do I remember actually what happened in this episode? Was I fully paying attention? I don't, I don't think remember. I was either. Because it wasn't this the episode B where we, where we were like, isn't like how great thou, it wasn't like how great thou art. It's like, you kept thinking the yeah. next line of a closer that, walk with thee was how was great, great thou art for yeah. some fucking reason. And I don't know why. And we're not going to bring up that whole bag of like Christian mashups here today, but. 
Okay, now I remember. I don't think I like this episode as much. Um, Brian and I both gave it an eight for reference. Yeah, I was just about to say an eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, solid. Wow. Whoa, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, crazy I don't fan. think I like the Haley plot that much. Um, yeah, yeah, that's fair. She was kind of just there. Yeah, she was kind of like just there. Oh wait, no, that's where she talked to Michael. Yeah, but I don't uh... think I don't know if I liked it like as a plot point. Yeah, that's fair. It was kind of like boring to watch. All Which right. Where well, I'm giving it an eight. God damn it. I clicked the wrong episode again. Brian? Hi. You? Excuse me. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. God. All right. That, okay. That is you said I Brian, and I just, way, all of guys. a sudden there was a scream, and I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> a scream in the night because I just said your name. I dared to utter your name aloud. <laughs> the banshee is coming. I'm so sorry, Something guys. Something horrible took, took over Jordan. When I, when I sneeze, I definitely just scream a little. It's That's why I have to <laughs> usually cover my nose because unless I do that it's like a very visceral experience that's it's another reason loud. they don't let her back in the library surprisingly enough i was not the problem with the talking issue in the library it was someone else <gasps> how dare they brian hi netflix description for this episode do you have it i do I asked you to get it for me. I do. I have it. I bought it. It got here on Amazon Prime. It the Netflix arrived. description? You bought the Netflix description? On on Amazon Prime, yep. <laughs> my boy, you got ripped the fuck off, but okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for this? Netflix description. The Netflix description. Klaus and Elijah enact a plan to change the fates of Haley and the werewolf community, forcing Marcel to rally an army to regain control of the city. <gasps> This episode was so good. I this, yeah. Jordan, if you were here last time, literally when we said on the last episode, we literally said, like right away, I was like, "Can you just put the tens in already for me?" Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) like I was like, "Can I just say? Can I just say? So, so there's like two episodes like this, right? There's like the." Oh, there's just several episodes like this in my head, like paralleling this one. Mm-hmm. There's the one where obviously um, Klaus and Marcel have their first like major big fight, and um, but then Marcel ends up surrendering in the end for the sake of the other vampires and gives up his uh, and gives up um, New Orleans to uh, yeah. Klaus. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that episode, I was a little bit disappointed. Um, and then I have a, like a similar feeling towards the one episode where they had um, Klaus, Rebecca, and Elijah all coming down to have this epic fight. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why those episodes kind of felt a little bit disappointing to me is because Klaus in the end end up just winning. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's kind of predictable. He's like, has all the power. Where's the twist? Where's the, oh, I didn't see that coming. This episode had that for me. You get that. 
So then this one like raises it in my head above those past two episodes that I would compare this one to. 100% Because like agree. it like it like it brings his OP-ness down a little bit and you're like finally somebody's doing something like you know. Yeah and I like this. We're going to talk about this. I think this will be sort of like an ongoing discussion we have but like when it comes to power creep in something like the vampire diaries or the originals right there all there needs to be some sort of adjusting everybody around him so like klaus doesn't just outpace everybody because he's a hybrid right right like power creep is like that that term that comes from video games where it's like things that are good at a certain level in video games when a game first comes out are not necessarily gonna always stay good the entire time the game is out so like you know a fucking weapon from the very first expansion pack of world of warcraft is not gonna hold up now that that game's been out for fucking 20 years and you know has continued to get expansions power creep on tv shows works much the same way where like every season there needs to be something that like there needs to be some new big bad guy and Klaus was that new bad guy, right? And so he right. had a lot of power and he was very much bigger and powerful than the other people in Mystic Falls. And now here in New Orleans, this finally feels like the first kind of leveling of the playing field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we have all of these distinct groups. We have the humans, we have the vampires, we have the werewolves. And now it feels like there's starting to be some sort of semblance of like, equal power across the board with all of them especially with the twist of these moonlight rings right like this episode and then later on (laughs) brian you'll know you'll know what i'm talking about when i say like this episode and then the wedding later also very much brings the wolves into the threat into a threat in like a very real way right Mm -hmm. it gives them more power to work with yeah yeah because they've been they've been they're kind of like at once in a full moon not Powerful. even because like they're they're still like overpowered by a lot of the vampires like it's just like for for once even like um without necessarily i think the the issue is less that they can't turn whenever they want right and more that like i think it comes from an initiative they're not really a threat to the vampires yeah, um, except and, on exactly. that full moon, and that's um, it. Exactly. So, like them being able to have, be more of a threat to them, I think, is a great way to push the for the story forward because it gives the vampires finally someone to be a little bit more afraid of. Um, yeah. And that's like, to me at least, something that I've been wanting in the show because it feels like they can just do whatever they want. And get away with whatever whatever they want without consequences, and like that's not fair. Yeah, it it feels a lot like this is this is the start of like some pretty intense power balancing on like they they've sort of like tried to <laughs> tried to shore up some weaknesses here with this storyline for right, sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's chat about this episode, shall we? Let's goss. Let's gossip. Let's guys. <laughs> Let's talk about a hot topics. Oh God. I miss Miss Wendy Williams. We miss you, girl. 
<laughs> oh god i didn't realize this is very minor but on the tvd wiki thank you tvd wiki you're basically the only thing that enables the show to happen we love you we love you on the tvd wiki they did change klaus's photo to one to a newer photo so they changed oh, it to no his, not his the serious family they changed it to his terrible <laughs> no. green screen no no that's yeah it. Yeah. And that's probably how it's gonna stay because the show's oh, that's how it's gonna stay forever now. Julie Black, we gotta wrap it, bring it back. Come on, bring back Jomo for something, Queen. God, oh, that's so finale. Goodbye, so... video. I know, I know. Oh, uh, and I loved it. It's just, it's just funny to look at. It's so funny. She so bad in it. Did. Not to be rude to Joseph Morgan. It's not him. It's the fact that they put him on some superimposed white background and we're like, let's go, King. And that was just it. <laughs> they could anyway. have just like, had like, him just like like talking Hope's head or something. That would have been nice. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, we open up with Oliver and Jackson speeding down the back roads of Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> they have some black kyanite stones uh, and these stones super important guys these are our new MacGuffin they are our new best friends mm-hmm. our new favorite MacGuffin mm-hmm. and um, they're they're rolling down the back roads they come across like a police cruisers are blocking the road and they stop and there's like all right, hey officers, what's up? How y'all? How y'all doing? And then all of the officers pull out handguns and shotguns and aim them at them, and they're both <laughs> just like, "What is going on?" Yeah, that. <laughs> hey, uh, Cab, we're back to that now. <laughs> we never left, baby. True. Uh, Marcel and Diego step out from behind the officers, uh, and you know this, babies, is a trap. <gasps> uh, Not a trap on the back roads of Louisiana. <laughs> Not not the back roads of Louisiana, please. <laughs> Anywhere but here. Anywhere but the back roads of Louisiana. Title card, opening credits. We Love. go to Josh and Davina are back on their bestieism bullshit. I Love, love these two. I love them. We have not got them in forever, it's and I love so these two. Long. I miss them. Love you Josh guys. is the gay rep I deserved, and I love it. He's so real. You know what I mean? He's so real. He it's is so real. Like what? Like a normal gay person? I mean, not a. There's nothing as no, known as a normal gay person. Let's be real here. <laughs> Happy last day of Pride. I'm suddenly homophobic. Um- <laughs> <laughs> this episode isn't coming out until <laughs> next Friday. <laughs> like Pride is Pride well pack done. It up, pack it up, Rainbow done. Squad. Let's go. Um, <laughs> But no, I just love Josh. Like, and it's just like how he's like, yes, he's checking out guys. Like, you know that like if this was made like early two thousands, it would have been him checking out like a girl jogging. And it's yeah. just nice. I'm to so see. glad he's gay, and it's just normal. It is. It's great. It just was treated. It's just treated normally on, on this part, and I love it. And I love it. That's the one thing I will condemn the TVDU for. They just handle it like it's normal, and they just go, "Okay, great, we're moving on." Did you say condemn? I mean, commend. Command, shut up. 
I mean, I will condemn the TVDU for overall their their handling of queer <laughs> issues. Let's not act like Josh's fun moment here is anything other than like a surprising good turn for a show that later on had lesbians exploding for no goddamn reason. Uh, so like, lesbians don't do that. <laughs> shockingly, I haven't I haven't spontaneously combusted yet. I know. If it does happen, though, you'll be the first to know. Bestie. Oh, thank God! I'll tell you. If I feel a if I feel a spontaneous comb- combustion coming on, I'll hit you up. Don't worry. We'll come on the episode, like, hey guys, so B blew up today. So guess we were right. Lesbians just blow up. Oh God! That just happens sometimes. <laughs> if that happened, I don't think this podcast you would even hear that from this podcast because no, because we wouldn't know how to edit alone. it. <laughs> No, we can't function alone with these. No, covers. we'd put a tweet up and be like, okay, serious finale. Sorry, we got canceled by the CW. We got canceled oh by B's explosion. <laughs> <laughs> canceled by B herself. <laughs> Davina's still seeing Michael around. But she's like trying so hard to be super chill about it and promise it makes Josh promise to leave to to leave New Orleans. Mm-hmm. There's that. They're besties. I love them so much. I know. I If there's one thing I love about the show, it's Josh and Davina. Like, they were the ones that I, like, you love them. They're my best friends. Yes. Actually. They are my best friends. Back at the compound, or back at the compound? Just at the compound. We haven't gone yeah. back today. We never even, this is the first time we've, we've seen it. We've never been there before. <laughs> Never been there before. Wow. Um, Genevieve is looking over Esther's spell. She's doing some like adjustments to it. Klaus asks about improvements to the spell that will protect the werewolves from turning on the full moon. And Genevieve tells him that there will be enhancements in speed, strength, and agility. Ooh. I kind of like this though, because you kind of it makes you think like, because like yeah, obviously Esther did the spell like coherent to like the vampire spell probably or maybe she did it before the vampire spell to kind of contr- after like um henrik that di- is it henrik his name was henry or something i was like no it's it's norwegian it's <laughs> um but like maybe like after henrik died she was like maybe there's a way to control the wolves and then they found out oh that's even this is even worse they're like let's just turn our kids into vampires I think that probably is what happened because um, I think she either did this one before she did the vampire spell or did them at the same time because um, Ansel, Klaus's father, uh, had a moonlight ring. He did. And also maybe she thought this could control Klaus too. Yeah, I think that's sort of where she was going at it from, honestly. I think that's why she did that one. I think she probably did this one before she did the vampire spell. Yeah, like she had one made for Ansel and then she thought, oh, this is great. This could help Klaus. And then nature was like, "Uh no. (laughs) Yeah, nature's like, um, bitch. Excuse me. It's actually much more complicated than that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're simplifying so much tvd lore here but we are still correct about it yeah right at rousseau's 
Cammy is using a little notebook to try and decipher the code that she found last episode in her brother's grave. Uh, remember that fun trauma moment? Anyway, uh, she <laughs> gets interrupted by Francesca Correa, who comes in and is like, hey, I own this bitch now. I, love I want character. that key. I love her character. Francesca's so fun, actually. Like, she's such a a bitch, but, like, I love her. I, Girl boss derogatory. There's something about her that's like, I want you to be on every episode of the show to the end of time. Right? Like, she's like, so just fun. something about her. She's just evil for the sake of being evil. And it's not like even that. Knows. I think it's the way that the actress plays her, too. Oh, God, yeah. Because, like, She's just so, like, cool about it, you know? Yeah, she's such a smooth operator. She's I like, think that's what it is. She's, she's so like, smooth. She's like, I know what's going on. smooth criminal, and I was like... Get cranked. One of the best covers Glee ever did. Oh, no, for You gave us that, and we we love you for it. So true. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of smooth criminal. Oh no! Oh, I was just—I was gonna make a, a stupid. Oh, a segue? K-pop. No, a stupid K-pop oh. reference. <laughs> Have you guys li- ever listened to "Dum Dum" by Red Velvet? There's like yeah, a whole that's... entire there's there's an entire section where Irene downloaded. She just raps and makes a whole bunch of. Michael Jackson. I do remember that. Nobody. I do remember. Yeah. I think I think I remember we wa- we watched like the music video after like the podcast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. So I good. Have a lot of twice on here. Oh, you got I into think- twice? No, I I don't when after we listened to it, like I downloaded and like listened to it for a week and then I went back to Broadway. Oh, that's nice. Is it Isn't Tum Tum on our After Bite Deep Cuts Is it? K-pop playlist? Let me check. Hold up. Did you add it? Let's see. Oh, no. You added RBB, Ring Ring, Secret, Love Cherry Motion, and Crazy Over You. Yeah. It's not. If you want to add it, Jordan. Why not? More power to you. Why not? Why not? You know? We we always... Why not by Luna? We always need a little bit more red velvet in our lives. Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The wild thing about about the After Bites Deep Cut K-pop playlist linked in the description is it is <laughs> two wildly different types of K-pop. Yeah. You and I listen to very different <laughs> K-pop. Jordan's is all like cheery and cute and I have <laughs> Block B and Card and TVXQ. Like yeah, no. very different types of K-pop. No, yeah. I feel like yeah, no, we definitely listen to different we're like your own boy group k-pop side of twitter i'm on girl group k-pop side of twitter so it's like it's, it's just it's vastly different I oh i have a, here, I, like, actually like, after the podcast is over i have a song for you okay okay to, i didn't I like it this. but maybe you liked it i know i missed this i, I never this give me any song recommendations. <laughs> okay. i never give me song recommendations i just kind of like i'm like yay more vampire diaries trauma <laughs> Okay, Francesca's like, 
My family has been in New Orleans a long time, Cami, even longer than yours, and we've learned that it's a very hard city to get by in if you don't have any friends. I would like to be your friend, so I'm going to give you until tomorrow to get me that key, and after that, I won't be so friendly. I, uh, I love her. I love her. I love her. I want her so to kill good. me. She's so good. She's so good. It really love is. Her. Marcel and Diego are beating the shit out of Jackson and Oliver. <laughs> Hard cut. Hard cut to Oliver and Jackson getting their shit I kicked in. love this. It's great. I mean, not uh, for Jackson. Jackson, I love you, but Oliver, you deserve it. I love buddy. seeing Oliver getting his shit kicked oh, in, honestly. Great. Also, he please, I, also he B, what is so up with much. Jackson always being tied up and beat up in, like, warehouses? That's, like, a trope he has. Poor guy cannot catch yeah. a fucking break, actually. No. He's always tied up to a chair being punched. That's why his character on Once Upon a Time fucking snapped and became a serial killer or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Wait, he was on Once <laughs> Upon a Time? Yeah! <laughs> he was Listen, that show had so many people on it, I don't even remember. He was like a big part of that season. Of season, season seven? Six? Six or seven? I'm looking it up. We'll keep talking. I think he oh. was on seven, which was the soft reboot season. I hated that season. But I'm he, sorry. I actually liked it. I liked that season, but only because it had gay Robin Hood, and I thought she yes, was very cute. Yes, yes. Gay yes. Robin Hood and Alice being a weird ship in Once Upon a Time actually worked really well. Anyway, I love lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that lesbians are a little bit insane. And it's funny because these lesbians didn't blow up either. True, true. Um, I I think it was season seven. Hold on, Nathan. Oh, how you guys are a- talking about Once Upon a Time season seven? I never got past. Season he, yep, season, season seven. One. I never got literally past, like, the first thing three. that comes up. <laughs> See, here's the thing about Once Upon a Time that's really sad: is the first season was genuinely interesting TV. It was so good. And the yeah. second season was slightly less genuinely interesting, and then you but still interesting one. enough. And then the third, they were just like. Off a cliff, baby. <laughs> they were like, oh, they, went on the river, they went on the Riverdale. Like, well, Riverdale did it season two. Yeah, that's like, when I went, stopped watching Riverdale too. Because Riverdale literally took their truck and drove it off a cliff, and they knew, and they know they're stupid. One thing about me: once the show starts going off the rails, I'm out of there as soon as possible. I'm stopping that not shit. Care. Like, um, I'm not sticking around. You must, must you mess with the wrong person because I can't stand that shit i mean like all right well meanwhile it was, it was nice while you had while you, we had it but i i'm a no i'm a known not finisher of tv shows because they start to fucking annoy me so meanwhile this season of riverdale sorry to turn this into a riverdale podcast but oh it's definitely not being kiss. turned into a riverdale oh, chef's kiss it's so stupid it is the stupidest season of the show i've ever seen and they gotta every go episode, out with a stupid bag but, you know what I but mean? yes but every episode literally has me going that was the best thing i've ever seen on television and it's just the stupidest shit i've ever seen it's bad but it's funny yeah, and i no. love it they're going if you're gonna, out they're if taking you're, this if you're gonna be bad CW down with them if you're gonna be bad you gotta start off that way right i gotta be prepared for that right? <laughs> you can't start me off with an okay premise Oh, you mean, oh, you mean, oh, I was going to say, no, they did actually just, they did go back and talk about the Archie being groomed plot. They did? 
Yeah, they did. They actually had him kind of re re go through his trauma and like work through it a little bit. Oh, happy for Archie, I guess. I know. Can good we talk him. about the Vampire Diaries. Yeah, though? sure. Yeah. You know, you know who went through more trauma, Oliver and Jackson. <laughs> Oliver and Jackson are fucking struggling. They're in this warehouse getting the shit beat out of them. Marcel is basically like, "Hey, nobody needs black kyanite, which is a very rare stone, for anything other than spell ingredients. So tell me what the fuck is up here." And I like this little moment because it speaks to wider magic in the Vampire Diaries universe. Mm -hmm. Like, there are some things like, who needs black kyanite? Like, it doesn't have any, like, industrial applications, you know? Mm. It's just going to be a weird spell ingredient. You know what I mean? Right. And I like that Marcel knows enough by now to to recognize that. I just, I I dig little tiny touches like that a whole lot. I do too. I love when, like, vampires know, like, or like vampires and werewolves know like a little bit about the magic. They're not like, what's this spell? And like the witch has to go, has to do like witch explain it. She has to go like, or they have to go like, oh, here we go again. Okay, this spell does blah 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 blah. They go, oh, I know the ingredients for this spell. Why are you doing it? Did you say witch explain? Witch explain. Yep. I'm gonna. <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about. You know that there are times when Damon goes like, this. What does this spell do? And and Bonnie just goes. <sighs> here we go okay <laughs> i i also just yes I, I like it for that reason of like it it feels like everybody's on the same playing field but i also yeah. like it for just like the wider implications of like spells need ingredients that need sourcing and they're rare and there are some shady witches who act as like rare spell ingredient dealers you know what i mean like i like <laughs> shit like French that coat, like you need some spells hey kid you need some uh <laughs> rare gemstones solve these three riddles and i'll get them to you <laughs> solve my riddles three you get a 25 percent discount <laughs> so Marcel's just sort of like chatting shit. He reveals that he wiped out a whole bloodline of Guerrero werewolves back in 25, and they were a whole lot tougher than the Crescent ones. So Diego threatens Oliver's life with a blowtorch, and Jackson's like, fine, fuck it. I'll tell you everything if you let Oliver go. Yay, save Oliver's life. Woohoo. Whoopty fucking do. I can't stand this blonde motherfucker. I'm going to be so real with you. He's kind of the worst, so I get it. I have been sick of that bitch since day one. <laughs> He's good without a shirt on, though. I'll give him that much. <sighs> That's what I. That like it's not I forget. How we're gonna <laughs> judge men. What? <laughs> we're gonna judge them by the content of their character, not the content of their pets. <laughs> Back at the compound, Haley is bothering Elijah affectionately. Um, I love it when Haley just runs around and yells at people. I feel like that's all she's doing this episode. It's really fun to me. I don't know why. It's all she can do right now because she's pregnant. So it's like she's She's trying pregnant for like ten months. I know (laughs) for twelve seasons. My God. I mean, didn't we? Didn't we do the math last time? She got pregnant in like April of last year, and Hope Michelson's birthday we know falls on May 2nd so yeah. she's been pregnant for quite literally a full calendar year <laughs> werewolf babies they just take longer I guess just take a little bit longer in the oven I don't know <laughs> it's all the magic that's cooking up in there they gotta, yeah, let they, gotta a, they gotta let, they gotta let that baby bit. simmer a bit <laughs> <laughs> nature's like hang on we gotta figure out what we need this kid for <laughs> hang on hang on <laughs> <laughs> 
We gotta let this bitch simmer on the oven for for about two hours. <laughs> Make sure that flavor is rich and deep. Exactly. Make sure this baby grows up and can kill a magical bud monster. Thanks. Got it. Bye. Um, Elijah is like, or Haley tells Elijah that the boys should have been back hours ago. So Elijah calls Klaus. Klaus is up on a rooftop doing a fun little dance on the on the edge of the rooftop, which I just think is a fun character choice. Roof. Uh, exactly. And Klaus reveals that he found their abandoned cars in the middle of nowhere and that Marcel must have procured a cloaking spell, which means the only witch who would help him is Davina. So, Josh is in a car going to get out of the city. Klaus bites him with werewolf venom as leverage. No! So that Davina will will tell him where Marcel is located. Whew! That's a whole lot that just happened there. It was a lot. Honestly, but like, it's evil, it's bad of Klaus, but like honestly, it's gonna it's effective. It will work. It's effect it works. I know it it's works. evil, but it gets results. It does. Bite bite the vampire vampire bestie, you'll get the answers you need. They'll be singing like a songbird. That's exactly why Davina was like, Tiny, get out of here. Cannot yeah, believe I, he wouldn't listen if to If Josh her. had just packed his car even quicker. <laughs> Literally, if he had gone out of there like an hour earlier, he would have been so fine. Yeah. Josh, get on your fucking game, man. Next time somebody tells you to leave, just fucking leave. Like, get out. Josh has this problem out, where somebody tells him to leave and then he takes like two hours to leave <laughs> and that means he has a problem now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like this boy should be running around with a go bag in his car at all times. Everybody wants him dead all the time. You're so right, actually, now that I'm thinking about it because, like, wasn't it the last time he got caught up again because someone told him to get the fuck out and he was like taking a little too long he's like la, da, 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 i'm gonna like go. i got time he's planning he's planning a road trip map like where he's gonna literally like, what, what right. and this is like, a I continuous go. problem with josh yeah you and i both brian you and i both know yeah. this is a big problem for josh especially in season two <laughs> season two in three season four three. i think five it is a continuous problem for this boy. When it turns out that that's just his, that, you know how uh, his character trope. You know how in, this how is in, his fatal flaw. You know how in, in comedy and sitcoms, everyone has like a little gag. When it turns out that that's just his little gag. Yeah. Yeah, literally. like Jackson gets beat up in warehouses a lot, and then jo- and Josh is just like, I'm just gonna take my time. Not like there's not like the entire world is collapsing around me. <laughs> Anyway, um, Klaus says that he'll come back to heal Josh later, and that when he asks a question, Davina should answer him more quickly next time. He's on his villain shit again, ladies and gentlemen. I love it. I and love I love Klaus, it. I, literally, I love when Klaus is bad just for the sake of being bad. He's a villain, and I love when he leans into it. It's great. He says, he's like, I'm a monster, so I'm going to be one. Cammy is doing some investigative work of her own. I love her this episode. I love, she, love this. I love her little plot. And it speaks so well to like where Cammy ends up later. Anyway, Cammy is um at like an apartment building basically, and she tells the owner like the owner that she didn't know that her uncle had this unit until she read his will. Um, the owner tells her that the building's been like in his family for decades, and Kieran like helped raise the funds to restore it after Katrina. He's just like, yeah, I just sort of assumed that he'd, like, use this for, like, storage. Um, or, like, when he had guests in town. 
Uh, and Kim's like, okay, can I go inside alone, please? And the owner's like, yeah, sure, whatever. All right, go for it. It's like, uh, it's, your, it's yours now, so have fun. I like that she did. Here's the thing. She, she got around not having a key by just asking really nicely to the owner, which I think is very fun, actually. Because if you remember, yeah. Marcel has the key. Oh yeah, I was trying to figure out how she like what that key was. I was like, the key yeah, she doesn't have completely the key. out the door. <laughs> no, she doesn't have the key because Josh stole it off of Kieran's dying body. Right, I completely forgot again. about that. Like I like, and they even put it like in the previously on on the previously on thing, and I was like, I was even thinking about it like when when we get to it, like well, it's going to happen now anyway. When she finds the hidden room, which again, what is with the adults like in any Vampire Diary show just having a hidden room in their closets like um like also that apartment makes no fucking sense otherwise she walks in it is this square room that has all it has in there is like a, a kitchen table and a fridge not even a counter. and then there's one door that leads to a closet that then has a hidden room behind it even if this was like a studio apartment Where's the fucking toilet? Right. Where's the bed? I mean, where's the bed? Well, the bed is like a furnishing. I can see why they don't have that in there. That well, makes sense to no. me. It's like a, it's like my Sims builds. Like when I'm playing like Rags to Riches, <laughs> they have yeah. a, a table, a fridge, and a toilet. That's it. You don't get a bed because we can't afford it. <laughs> you get a bed when you go out and you put in the fucking work. <laughs> we don't to even make have a hundred and some odd simoleons. So that we can buy you a bed. You and get a bed when you put in the work. And you don't even get walls. Oh, it's raining? Too bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. She goes into this hidden room uh, and she finds a room full of like stuff. Like it's like weird objects. There's like a comically large needle that we've seen somewhere before. A comically large needle in this economy? <laughs> in this economy? Great episode of our podcast, by the way. <laughs> you should listen to it stan whatever episode number that is a comically large needle hold on i will find it because i actually because now that i follow my podcast <laughs> hey now they usually follow us on apple Podcasts. i don't know how that happened okay it just happened can't believe all this time i can't all after all this time always anyway king your door <laughs> i love that one um king, your red door I cannot wait till we get to that. Jordan, you're going to love this shit. I want to say, before you even say it out loud, I want to say episode 74. A comically large needle. I want to say 74. Yeah, it was 78. Oh my god, I was you close. close. You were very close. I was close. You guys I, went, I went back too far. I was like, no, 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 no. This is original. So I went back to season four. Damn. Good for I don't you. even like. I don't even listen to these episodes once they're up. I just kind of throw them out into the world. Yeah. Well, Damn, you kind of added all of them, so they're kind of within you in a way. They're kind of a part of your Waiting, DNA. Clean. <laughs> I hear your voices even when I'm trying to sleep, and it's the most awful thing I've ever. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, seventy-eight. Good for us. Great episode. Episode seventy-eight, a, a comic large noodle needle. Great episode. Wasn't that the episode where Haley was like overheating? 
Yeah, because they yeah, used that the comically, comically large, large, large needle. needle. Yeah. Oh, fun times. Well, it feels anyway, like- she Cammy oh, finds a box with for Cammy written on it, and she's <gasps> gonna do some detective work. Nice. Cammy, Cammy, do. <laughs> I'm sorry. Best. I'm sorry. I am so sorry. That was met by absolute silence across yep. the board. Yep. I'm. Uh, I'm just gonna see myself out. I'm just. Uh, just gonna do a quick snort of cocaine, and I'll just head out. Just, uh, <laughs> okay. just gonna go powder your nose real quick, and then you'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Brian, there's no powder on your nose. Exactly. <laughs> Haley is pacing and she and Genevieve have some little back and forth about how like high blood pressure is bad for your baby. And Haley's like, you know what? Actually, fuck you. And then leaves. Uh, yes. Please. Queen girl boss. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to say here? I love Haley. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Haley Marshall. We love you to death, babes. Marshall, we love Queen you so heart. much. Queen of my heart. But also, girl, that accent still is not good, bestie. Oh, it's so bad. Clear now the condensation. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. We mermaids. You know, actually, fun fact the way I say w- water is kind of Australian. I don't know why. Water. Water? Water. I naturally say, I naturally say water sometimes. Water? <laughs> Don't go in the water. It's because you have a very open and circular vowel shape, which is how Australians mm. speak as well. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. The more you know. Do, do, the do, more do, you do. know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I maybe those years of trying to mimic an Australian accent actually worked out. Maybe you are Australian all along. <laughs> <gasps> Plot twist. <laughs> Of the century. The Australians are very well known for not returning library books. <laughs> Australians, known criminals. Didn't that place start as a penal colony? Sorry. It did actually. We might be a little too real, but I'm pretty sure that Australia was settled by white no, people as a penal no, you're, colony. You're right. You're right. It was. You it's where they said the, they saw the spiders and were like, you know what, prison. <laughs> Jail. Jail. <laughs> Jail. Uh, oh. And they were like, one day someone will make a mermaid show. <laughs> it's gonna be fucking hilarious. And then two actresses, no, three oh. actors from that show will star in the Vampire Diaries universe. We don't know what that is yet, but they will do it. At Marcel's location, the warehouse. Yes. Uh, Klaus and Elijah find Jackson tied up with a bag over his head and surrounded <laughs> by explosive devices. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that's a very comical situation. <laughs> what is more comical is Elijah recognizes it as like um, the stuff that the same devices from the Bayou attacks. And. Klaus is like just tearing off the lids of crates and yeah, shit. That's and like, he's them. like, just maybe don't go in this general area over <laughs> here. Like, bud, buddy. Like, don't go over here. There's a bomb. I'm sensing bad vibes. <laughs> I'm getting bad vibes from over here. The vibes are way off in this area. <laughs> the vibes on this side of the warehouse surrounded <laughs> and covered in explosives. Not awful. Good. Not don't good. go awful near them. Vibes. Uh, and 
Klaus finds a note in the um, in the crates, uh, and it says, "This is for Thierry." Uh, and then the bombs start going off, Ooh. and Elijah vamp speeds Jackson out of there. Klaus also gets out of there. All escape. Good job. Congrats Good for them. Congrats, gay people. They, a win. We won. <laughs> we did it, Joe. A we win did for it. Pride Month. <laughs> The three hot guys on the originals escaped a blowing up bomb. My God. Hey, I just, this is for you, Brian. This, this, is, this is for me. Here, this is for you. <laughs> After bandaging up Jackson's wounds, Jackson heads back to the bayou. Haley tells Elijah about the uh, betrothal and she tries to explain. Oh, wait, I missed a scene. Sorry. Sorry. You did? Oh, yes, you did. I did, actually. The boys all return to the compound safe and sound, but the black kyanite stones are gone. So Klaus has a backup plan. And Francesca Correa comes in with a small pouch of black kyanite stones and her, like, four brothers, which have literally never come up before. And I love it when a girl boss has some silent-ass brothers. I love it when she's working with some fucking, like, silent Bob-level shit behind her. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love it. She rolled up with them, and, the, and, the, and it's like, oh, okay, why are you here? And she's like, I bring my brothers to all my important deals, okay? For you haven't brought them to any of the other before. ones. <laughs> I know, literally, and for what, Francesca? Anyway, um, the small amount of stones that she has is what she can come up with on a short notice. But she says that she'll, you know, get back the rest of them or get the rest of them so that they can make more daylight or more moonlight rings. Sure. There's that. Now we go to Jackson's getting his wounds bandaged and he's leaving to go back to the bayou. Haley tells Elijah about the betrothal and she tries to explain. But Elijah's like, you know, there's no need. Like, I understand we all must do what what we must for family. Oh. Uh, and Haley's disappointed ow. like she wanted Elijah to tell her that betrothals are stupid and that she has a choice and Elijah stops her with a kiss and then uh, he's like you know you always have a choice can I just say <gasps> this pairing <sighs> not a fan I'm it's, still not digging it honestly I love it <laughs> can I just say I love it all of the ships so far not a fan subpar yeah Klaus and Cammy grow on me after a while, but not yes. in season one. No, season one, season one really wasn't for, season one wasn't really the ship season. Like, it wasn't like how Vampire Diaries was like, everyone, it's a love story. This is definitely like season one of the originals was always about the family story. Yeah, like, the, it's very much on the back that way across the board. Yeah. For the most part. Like, the romance pairings come last. They're not like the, yeah. the main forefront. Like yeah. how in Vampire Diaries, it's Delana breakup every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Oh, Saturday, though, they take a break. Saturday. <laughs> Saturdays are for the gals. I Saturdays feel, are for the boys. I feel like... <laughs> oh, it's, sorry. It's like, um, it definitely is... What's the word I'm looking for? Them not having just, any romantic, like, pairings being, like, the center of the story definitely is, like, a strong point for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely um, a boon for the originals. It reminds me of a K drama I was watching where they they were like they said up front in the beginning, 
there's not going to really really be any romance plot you guys um this is more like focused on like the friendships between these people and then a whole bunch of people like gaslit themselves into thinking that these two characters (laughs) were going to get together when they said in the beginning there's no romance pairings in this show um and then um got then got angry near the end when it didn't happen I was like, guys, they they said it. Was they said there happened. was no romance. They said what, this. What happened to recognizing the 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 um the authors and directors and screenwriters of this show? Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a strong suit when shows do that, simply because I feel like sometimes romance can be a crutch you can hold on to. Yeah, you mean um, like in the Vampire Diaries? <laughs> you mean like how it's fucking holding them back yeah. romance is the fucking rock lee weights of like television shows right like sure you can function with it pretty well but sometimes you just need to fucking drop those weights and go fucking wild and that's right. what the originals is it's, yeah. it's it's great because of that yeah and it's also great because like it it leaves you a lot more room for like interpretation of what these people mean to each other mm-hmm. outside of like I want to fuck you right. kind of you know it also leads like, to like more interesting character dynamics between people as well yeah definitely it also the fact that the originals is a drama first and a romance second actually leads to one of my favorite conflicts within all of the originals um I can't say it exactly, but later on, uh, <laughs> Brian, Hi, Freya's conflict. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Is very yes. much, I think, improved by the fact that this is not a romance show. Yes. It is a show yes, about yes, family yes. first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, it, it leaves you a lot of, like, really good places to go when you aren't conditioning people to expect romance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely had to think about that for a second. I was like, who? Don't worry who about it. Freya? Who is Freya? <laughs> who is? Who is this Freya we speak about? <laughs> we'll learn about it next season, I think. Oh, she's a girl from the Legacy show. Okay, got it. Yeah, uh-huh. She's from Legacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I like, I just, I like the not, I like the fact that they don't, care about romance a lot i also don't like Haley and elijah it just period even as a romantic couple i don't like them yeah i'm a sucker for it i just think that there's not really a lot of chemistry between the two actors and then also it's just weird it's just weird it is a little weird i will give you that it's just kind of weird besties it's very weird it's like dating your cousin um, you know, I don't think I'd go that far with this one. It's dating your brother's baby mama, like, like that's family. It's dating family, like yeah, um, like I don't know. You about still that see one. them at a family reunion, no matter what. You know what I mean? Right? Like yeah, it's true. still in that wheelhouse, unfortunately. And like, sure, Elena did it. It was weird what that Elena's doing it too. What yeah. do you want me to say here? What do you want me to make an excuse? Elena did it, so it's okay. Elena, Elena did it. historically okay. terrible ma- at making decisions. So bad. So bad. <laughs> what do you want me to do here? So bad at it. Vampires surround the compound, and Marcel's got his boys all up in arms. 
Klaus follows Marcel to kill him while Elijah single-handedly attacks the vampires. Wait, hold up. I'm so sorry. I'm skipping around like a motherfucker today. After the kiss, we forgot the the spell starting thingy. There was a whole magic thing. Genevieve needs the blood of a werewolf who does not turn on a full moon. And that means either Haley or Klaus. Uh, because Haley doesn't turn on a full moon because she's pregnant, and Klaus doesn't turn on a full moon because he's a hybrid. So Klaus lets her use his blood, and she starts to perform the spell. Marcel is rounding up his boys to attack Klaus in the compound, and Francesca gets news that Marcel is on the move and bringing his friends, and Klaus goes to wait on them, ready to attack, and Elijah wants Haley out, but she wants to stay. So she tells Elijah not to hold back, and Francesca says that she'll stay with Haley while the spell is going on, and Haley leaves to join, or Elijah leaves to join Klaus. Which, that's gonna go well. The boys? Uh. Kinda wreck shop, actually. Um, the vampires are surrounding the compound. There we go. Here we go. Now I'm, now I'm back now to where I was. Now we're back. The vampires are surrounding the compound. Uh, Klaus and Elijah have some good little brotherly banter. Uh, and then Klaus goes after Marcel to kill him because Marcel's just basically wasting time. And Elijah attacks all of the vampires. Which... And I love that Elijah just gets to go fucking wild here. <laughs> he just fixes his suit and he's like, all right, who first? It's like, crazy how all of them don't go to him like at once to try to rush him. Why do they keep pairing off in like twos and threes? Like, you guys are so dumb. Like, that's exactly how you lose. Like, come on, you guys. Like, Use your brain. Use your brain a little bit. A little if, bit. If there's here. only two of you going after him, of course he's gonna kill you. Like, you think after a thousand years they would have picked up on some strategies? Like, come yeah. on. I mean, fucking Marcel quotes Sun Tzu all the time. One of Sun Tzu's major things is like, go in a group and don't be outnumbered. Like, come on, that's, that's come on. Funny. Is he just quoting Sun Tzu because it? sounds cool like right. no yeah I think it would have been cooler as well if oh Klaus and Elijah like double teaming no or I... just Elijah getting the shit beat out of him I think it would have been cooler if they all gang rushed him and then he had to find himself out of that some way like that would have been so much more cooler to watch than him weeding two people at a time like, y'all can't figure out some cool fight scene to do that way? No. It the stuntmen the were not about to do that. The budget was not for stunts this week. Unfortunately. While he is attacking Marcel, uh, Klaus brings up the bayou bombing, and Marcel says that the bombing at the docks was all him, but he had nothing to do with the bayou bombing. He got those detonators from Francesca. So maybe he should. Klaus should ask her about it. When that was revealed, I was like, oh, something shady is going afoot, and I'm here for it. I was like, ooh. Francesca's shady. And And it's really, like, the last piece of the puzzle that you need, because earlier we had learned that the human who went out to to do the bayou bombing had a debt to the casino, and that's why Haley had originally started talking to Francesca in the first place. Right. Because he had a big debt to Francesca's casino. And Francesca was like, no, we never did it. Wink, wink. Like, it's like, 
it's also very nice because like they don't like give it to give it away at the very beginning. They give it away near the in at the middle a little bit. Yep. And then right afterwards, Cammy like figures it out, and then you kind of figure it out with her. So good. yeah, it's really good. They lead you, but they don't hold your hand with it. And I like it. Yeah. yeah, I remember when this like first aired, and like the first like B. I think you can also attest like the first time like you ever saw this like scene where everything is being revealed about the. Francesca and her family you're like are you shitting me yeah like, it's, you're it's just like, like a oh shit moment it right. felt like a classic like vampire diaries plot twist yeah and, like, classic. it felt like the Catherine reveal like when you find out that Catherine wasn't in the tomb and you're like oh shit like so all of this is for nothing but then this is all for something obviously yeah so speaking of like the Second half of this reveal, Cammy's reading through all the files that Kieran left for her in the secret room in the apartment. And inside, there's like newspaper clippings and family trees and notes. And one note is mentions a Gabrielle Correa whose birth certificate was falsified in April <gasps> of 1925. Remember, Marcel said he took out all, all the fucking Guerrero werewolves in 25. Not 1925. Uh, And she finds the name on the family tree and she follows the branches down until she sees the name Francesca Correa. And she finds another note that says Guerrero werewolves still in the quarter, question mark, question mark. And Cammy flashes back to an earlier conversation with Francesca where Francesca had told her that her family has been in New Orleans for a long time. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she really meant that, huh? She did really meant that shit huh i really really dig this it was moment. a good twist it was it like was, honestly it was so well twist. done they did such you a don't good see job. it coming right it's one like like if they had like hinted at it like the gawa the was the gawa was the gawa was um if the guerreras were werewolves you would have been like oh like this makes sense but now you're like, oh shit, no! Like you're like, oh, oh, this this changes everything. This is bad. This ain't they good. They change their name, yeah. And I like number one. I love a good matriarchy. I yes. love a good girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> love a good the fact that this family line only survived because of one woman whose birth certificate was falsified when she was born in twenty five. And yep. I love that even now there's still a very strong matriarchy. And I also love that later on in like two minutes, we learned that none <laughs> of the Correa siblings have activated their curse. Yep. Yeah. They've all none been of them even better. Which it's means like, they oh are flying God. so under the radar here. Which it's makes like, it even it's, better. It's so perfect because, like, in my head when I was watching this unfold, I was like, of course this is the the path you go down, right? Unsuspecting humans that you think, whose literally entire function within, like, the first part of this show is to be in charge of the human faction are not even humans to begin with. Yep. I like just, it's I like it. it's so clever because they introduce them as you. This is it's this just, is this a, is who's in charge of the humans now. That the pastors passed away. 
it's a jaw dropper and I love it. And then they just they just twist it on its head. It's so good. Oh, I just the originals is just so good when they come to twist like this. And not yeah. only that, but then she like she, the way that she like is like she just slices that guy's neck and is like now my oh. power's activated and then she was like you guys can do it too and then they just they just killed the other security people so quick and easy like whoa so the way that they do this scene is fucking genius right because um it's francesca a security card genevieve and Haley all in a room together and cammy calls Haley, and Haley ignores it so that she can keep watching genevieve and genevieve finishes the spell all the stones are complete i've done my part now it's up to you. And Haley goes to pick up the stones. And Francesca's like, ah, ah, ah. actually, she was talking to me. Uh, and she's uh, like, call it a side deal. The point is, I'm taking the stones. And Haley says, oh, the, the exact lines they say are so fucking good. So Haley's like, are you out of your mind? You think humans can go up against Klaus? Francesca says, no, I don't. But I'm not human. She pulls out her knife, slices the throat of her bodyguard, and then when the bodyguard dies, she doubles over in pain, but then she looks back up at Haley with gold eyes and fangs and says, I'm just like you, Haley, and now Ugh. I'm going to take back my town. Oh, this is exactly like what I, this is exactly like the originals has been. It's been about the factions fighting for control of New Orleans, and just to see that this is, it's, it, uh, it, I can't put it into words. It just is epic. You and your fucking overuse of epic. I swear to God. I love it. It just, it's the perfect word for it. I'm sorry. It's very 2008. Never changed. It's epic. Did. Want me to say wicked? I could say wicked, like wicked, like wicked awesome. <laughs> I could drive home to Boston. <laughs> it's fucking radical. Radical Dan. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You were saying Jordan. Oh, I was just saying, I think that, not only is it a good twist, it's well written. The actors play it out perfectly, and like yeah. the swiftness that she takes out that knife and just kills that bodyguard right away. She was know, waiting for so was, long to do she was that. Like, I can kill. She was like, she was waiting. Like you could tell. But also, I think it speaks to like remember in early early TVD before Tyler triggered his curse, he was angry and jumpy and looking to get in a fight at every single turn. So yep. you think about that, and she's dealt with that for years. But also for her four fucking brothers and like keeping Ooh. all of that rage under control for so long. Mm, yeah, oh, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. This is such a good. It. In one go. This is such it's, a good plot twist. It's so... It makes so much sense when you go back and look at her earlier in the season when yeah, we see her. Yep. It's such a well-seated plot twist. It like, is. You can tell just, that this was so planned. Good. You know, they didn't just decide on this on a whim. They planted those seeds without us noticing. Right. Exactly. And that's always the most satisfying types of, like, not only plot twists, but like just plots in general where like mm-hmm. they start to plan things and then by the end you can go back and look at it and be like, oh my gosh, there's so much I didn't notice beforehand that I can like yeah pick up now that I know that that's the end goal. And like that's the most satisfying thing ever. 
a lot of Francesca's earlier moments fall in such an interesting and different light when they're when you know that she is a werewolf the whole yeah. time. Like it, it falls in such a good, interesting light. And I love it. It's fantastic. And okay, oh um Genevieve uses the spell to knock Haley out, and Genevieve gives Francesca the rest of the stones. She looks very like nervous and guilty for just knocking the fuck out of a pregnant woman. I mean. Uh, and Francesca's like, don't look so dour, Genevieve. We both got what we wanted. <laughs> God. This I is just, good shit. Right. I remember watching this and I just remembering like how the emotions I felt when I first saw it. I was just like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, yes. Klaus and Marcel are fighting in the street. They have some back and forths. Uh, and Klaus starts to feel like noticeably weak. Uh-oh. Uh, and oh. he says this really raw line that I just want to point out because it's raw as fuck. And Klaus says, is there no end to your defiance? You summon Michael, you turn Rebecca against me, try to bury me in your garden, and yet you always fail. What is there left to do but to put you out of your misery? Uh, and he bites Marcel in the neck, giving him a, well, terminal Good. case of hybrid bite. <laughs> it's, um, it's stage four hybrid. <laughs> Cammy in, in at Kieran's apartment, Cammy is calling Haley and she's like, Haley, I've called six times. Call me back. You said you want to know if you learned any, if I learned anything about Francesca Correa. Her family is descended from a werewolf bloodline. I like that, like. They just need to have somebody, like, say it out loud in case somebody is yeah. dense enough to know <laughs> all of the context clues previously. But, you know, at least she just, like, does it quick and then it's it's off screen. At the Michelson compound, Elijah's still fighting against the vampires and Francesca is handing out moonlight stones to all of her brothers. She says, we've spent two generations living a lie and now our time, our time has come. You know what to do. And uh, she leaves them. One of her brothers kills another bodyguard to trigger his werewolf curse. And out at the same time, out on the street, Klaus stops feeding on Marcel and gasps in pain. His hand has sliced itself open in the same place that Genevieve cut it during the spell. He falls to his knees and Marcel, weakened from his hybrid bite, tries to pick himself up, up off the floor. Back at Wait. the Michelson compound, another one of Francesca's brothers kills another bodyguard and triggers his curse. I really hope they, they gave these dudes, like, good life insurance policies. Right. Like a I good hush money payout, you know? Right. Anyway, as soon as another one of Francesca's brothers activates his werewolf curse, out in the streets, Klaus cries out in pain again. And then a third Correa brother tr triggers his curse. Klaus cries out in pain again. And back at the compound, the fountain in the courtyard is full of blood. And this is just I so fucking good. I loved that. It was I so loved that. nice. It's gross. It's disgusting, but I love it. It's gross, but also, what else do you expect from a fucking Michelson? You but know what I mean? Also, it's, it's super symbolic, too. Exactly. Yep. They're going to let the, the rivers run with the blood of their enemies. It's, it's so good. 
Must have been a bitch to clean, though. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, vampires would be used to that, no? Getting blood out of places they don't belong in. True, but I mean, like, getting the pipes clean. I'm pretty sure, like, it could have coagulated in there. Hmm. I feel sorry for that fucking prop department, honestly. That shit was probably a bitch to clean, actually. Honestly, I... Shout out to the fuck the team. fuck the in universe people who are dealing this. <laughs> what about this crew? <laughs> this poor crew. Anyway, Elijah has fucking made the fountain run with blood, and he's pacing around the room, and he's bored. And he's like, "Are we fucking done?" Uh, but Francesca enters the room, and she's like, "Oh, nice job! You saved me the trouble from killing all of these vampires myself." And Elijah's like, "What the fuck?" And he's overwhelmed by two of her brothers who viciously bite his neck. And Diego stares in horror at the Correas, realizing that they finished the Moonlight Rings. And Elijah is finally dropped to the ground, dead. And uh, Diego yells, run! And all of the wounded vampires who can still run do so. Francesca's just like, kill as many of them as you can. Mm. Evil. Before Diego can get away... One of the brothers finds him and latches onto his neck. Ugh. Not Diego. Oh, Diego. Oh, Diego. What a great supporting character, Bestie. You're so good, King. I know. It sucks. Maybe Klaus will save them all. At Rousseau's, Klaus wanders into the restaurant and stumbles onto a custodian mopping the floor. He feeds on him, and he holds out his hand, which is still bleeding, and it's not healing. And Genevieve's like, oh, you look awful. And Klaus's like, why aren't I healing? What have you done to me? Genevieve reveals that she made his stones by linking their power to his blood. And now, every full moon, whenever a werewolf uses their power to keep from turning, they'll be drawing from your strength and causing you pain. I love this such a good twist mm-hmm. it's a it's a nature balance like you can't like yeah you can turn without pain but someone's gonna have to deal with that pain but also i don't think this is like a nature balance thing i think this is a Genevieve specifically fucking over klaus yeah. thing because later on spoiler alert they do the moonlight rings without klaus having to have the pain of it so yeah. like this is specifically genevieve fucking over klaus right now yeah and yeah. It, she it's kind of like she's getting a little payback exactly and the mm-hmm. next line really i think sells it because she kneels in front of him and like grabs his face and she's like look me in the eyes were you ever planning on giving me your mother's grimoire did you care about me even for a moment and klaus just glares like i suppose you'll never know these two i mm. love them She throws a quick spell on him and he passes the fuck out. Oh, it feels like, in a way, she's finally getting back at him for all this stuff that he's done to her. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, And, like, their dynamic has kind of flipped its head a little bit. It's nice, because normally he was the one that had the power, and now... Right. She has it. Surprise! Back at the Lycee... Davina and Josh. Josh is like laying out uh, dying. FYI. And um, Davina is visited again by Michael. And she's like, 
basically he persuades her to help him take down Klaus. And he's like, all you have to do is raise me from the dead. And I would, I would like nothing more than to help kill Niklaus. And she's like, you know, small price to pay your, it's the small price to pay to cure your friend and live a life free of a monster. Think Davina. There still exists a weapon that can kill Klaus. Bring back the one being who has the strength to use it. Uh, Ooh, spicy. A little bit of um, manipulation tactics here. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This whole thing reeks of manipulation. Um, in the bayou, Oliver um, makes his way up to Francesca, who's waiting for him with a moonlight stone. And she's just like, you know, a deal's a deal. And Oliver is, like, pissed off at her, basically, because mm-hmm. she went back on her word. She said that the bombing was going to be minor, no casualties. All he wanted to do was rally the, rally the Crescents against the vampires. Um, and she's like, you know, that's what happened. What's your problem? He's like, my people died. My pack died. And Francesca, gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss. She's gaslighting the fuck out of him. Uh, she's like, your pack? That's funny because it looked like they were ready to follow Haley. But now, thanks to me, we have control over the very thing that will inspire loyalty from both the Crescents and the Guerreras. The, the means to make our people even more powerful. The only thing I had to trade away was the one person who could have challenged us. Poor Haley, it really is a shame. The witches drive a hard bargain, but every revolution requires sacrifice. <laughs> this city will belong to the vampires. All we have to do is take it. Uh, and Love Oliver it. stalks over to her and takes the stone. Thanks. Mm. Uh, Oliver, you, you're, I hate you. He's so stupid, Oliver. too. I know. He's like you're, so dumb. Like, you're being manipulated, my guy. Do you not see that? Like, literally. Yeah. Like, you're so dumb. You're such an idiot. Like, not to be rude, but, like, how are you going to go up against Francesca Correa and think that you have a chance? Right. Like, be serious. It's- be serious. He, but it's like he realized that, like he can't go up against her. So we just kind of like, I gotta follow you now instead. I'm sorry. What a weak-minded individual! If that's the case, can't wait for him to die. You know he's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he needs that's to not go. Even a spoiler, like you know it's gonna. Yeah, happen. he needs to go. He needs to go. Marcel arrives at the compound to see all of his friends either dead or dying from werewolf bites. Uh, and Marcel kneels behind, kneels beside his vampires, only to find that they're dead. Diego limps in. He's like, Marcel, I'm sorry. Oh. Oh. Um, Cammy rushes in. She's like, God, I've been trying to fucking find somebody. What is going on? She just <laughs> runs in, and there's death and destruction all around her, and she's like, oh, shit, I missed it, huh? And Marcel's like, okay, girl, you have got to get the fuck out of here, because... My guys haven't been by werewolves. They're going to get sick and then they're going to get blood crazy and then you're going to die. It's going to be a whole deal. Get out of here. It's a whole thing, you know? Right. (laughs) Um, Elijah runs in and he has blood just dripping from his neck. And I have to give the makeup department props for this. It looks gory. It does. It looks awesome, though. Like, you, ooh, if you saw that so coming at well you... so well done. Oh, I would looks run. so well done. And... 
Cammy, um, Marcel runs in like, where is she? Where is Haley? And Cammy's like, okay, Marcel doesn't have her, but, 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 but he, he wouldn't lie. You know this. Um, yep. And so he turns to Marcel and he's like, fine, where's my brother? Marcel's like, I left him in the street. He was going to kill me. But then he got jacked up by some, by some witch's spell. And Elijah's just like, Genevieve. <gasps> dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Not Genevieve. Not Genevieve. Not Genevieve. <laughs> from, <laughs> from the famous book series, Madeleine. <laughs> the dog. Am I the only one that remembers that? No, Madeline? the Madeline game was the first thing that ever like actually fucked me up because there was yes, a shadow yes. monster in it that really scared me as a child. The appendix, like the movie, the appendix, when she got her appendix taken out, that scared the living shit out of me. I feel like, are we talking about the same Madeline? The yeah. two little girls in two little lines marching out of their little house, yeah? Yeah. In Did Betty? I miss something? Yeah, Madeline got there's a there's a um in the the live action movie. I didn't watch the live action movie. I watched. She the got cartoon. her appendix taken out. I oh, didn't no, watch the cartoon. The live action movie was my shit. <laughs> I didn't watch the live action movie either. I saw the cartoon and then I had a computer game of Madeline and there was yep. a uh, little shadow man that like actually scared me as a child genuinely terrified me i've never associated anything horrific with madeline which is why i'm confused (laughs) no it's such a minor thing too it's such a tiny little thing and it's just like a cartoony little villain but for some reason it fucks me up so bad and the song she sings (laughs) is like have you seen my dog that's all I remember. Literally have no idea what you're talking about because again, also, I have no idea what Brian's talking I, about. I will find it later and I'll send it to you because this is in my head somewhere, somehow. You are the only person here who watched the live action version of Madeline. I don't know why. Like, I was watching the, the, that cartoon along with Angelina Ballerina, alright? That, that was Angelina my shit. Angelina Ballerina. Yeah, that fucking movie came out in 1998. I was a baby. I was born in 1998. Same. Shut the fuck. Both of you. I was also born in 1998. I was four years old. Sorry, you're an old bitch. I was four years old. Not my problem. A peanut farmer was in the White House. (laughs) Not my problem that you were fucking. Not my problem. Not my problem. Cars could fly. Anyway, we need to get to the last scene. We're almost done. We're we got this. We got this. There. What fucking song? Uh, the, 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 the princess and the frog. Oh, I, ha- I let me be honest. Let me be real for a second. Jordan. I haven't seen it. I've you, only seen it Jordan. I've only seen. I've only Jordan. seen it once, and it was when I when it first Jordan. came out. Tiana's my favorite Disney princess. Let me tell you about Brian, me. And some I feel Disney like movies. here's the thing, Brian. You work at fucking Disney World. The rest That's of true. us live in the real That's world true. with like right. real adult jobs. I go to like, an I've... office building every day. There is at right. no point in my day do I willingly have to think about a Disney princess property, okay? I Not all of us live in live up Disney's asshole like you do. You know, like, let's let's be person. real. I've only seen most Disney princess movies like once. The <gasps> only one I've like seen adult, multiple times. Dude. 
Right. The only one I've seen multiple times is Frozen, and that's because I was babysitting a kid at the time. Yeah, I'm sorry you had to see Frozen multiple times. That's that's not that's not fun for you. I'm so sorry you had to see that. Multiple it wasn't times. that bad. The kid was the kid wasn't that bad. So it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Brian. I know Disney owns like fucking seventy percent of all media properties now. But I have not willingly thought about a Disney princess property in probably five years. I have to think about it because they're announcing some details about her ride today. Exactly. You work at Disney World. Right. You Disney. are the outlier. You are Disney George who thinks about Disney princess properties 10,000 times a day. And you should not be counted. <laughs> the, only, the only time that I actually like think about disney property is because of the music and that's just because i i I listen to a lot of um i mean it's it's very popular by singers singers sing a lot of disney music oh disney music slaps yeah so like that's the only mania like that's my shit can we finish (laughs) talking about the originals please yeah sure (laughs) is there a disney moment in it no there is Is horrifying childbirth (laughs) and a lot of screams um, and then there's can I talk about it? after at the end. They there's do no not. You, you've watched Legacies. You know they do not live happily ever after. Gaslighting the, the the audience. There's a happily ever after at the end. There's super definitely a good conclusion at the end of all this. That's true. Yeah. It's not a happily ever after though. What? Wow. Anyway, a group of witches. Genevieve, Monique, and another fucking lady drag a struggling Haley by her arms into the church towards the sacristy because the symbolism could not be much clearer if it hit you over the head with a fucking hammer. Hope Michaelson equals Jesus. Hope Michaelson equals Jesus. That was also definitely an afterbite episode title at some point. It was. It definitely was. (laughs) And... Um... Monique's like, okay, we should take her to the city of the dead. And Genevieve's like, we're not going to make it because the baby is coming literally right now. Haley yells out something like, no, it's too soon. Like, this <laughs> bitch hasn't been late. pregnant for a calendar year. It's too late. Like, get it out. <laughs> Girl. She's talking about too soon in vampire years. <laughs> Monique is like, the plan was to induce her when the sacrifice was ready. And Genevieve was like, okay, you're 16. I had to subdue her and the trauma caused a placental abrusion. The baby is coming and we'll just have to adapt. And she is so, Genevieve is so fucking done with Monique in this moment. And like, honestly, same queen. Yeah. She's like, she's kind of annoying as a character. Let's be real. Like, you're 16. Shut the fuck up, girl. Like, shut the fuck up. You're not in charge here. Like, please be quiet. I know you're like a good little child soldier or whatever, but shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like, my God. So Haley's like, why are you doing this to me? And Monique quotes the least comforting thing of all time. To be reborn, you must sacrifice. And Haley's like, what does that mean, you psychotic little bitch? And like, so true, Haley. It's like watching a dystopian uh, program just unfold. Literally. 
And Genevieve's like, the ancestors demand an offering in exchange for power. And he's like, you and your child will make a fine offering. And Haley's like, no, you will not take my baby. I will kill all of you. Which... I would take that as a threat. <laughs> exactly. Monique is like, no, you won't. And neither will Klaus or Elijah. And when your baby is born, you will offer her up to those who came before us. Bitch! Like, damn. Bitch! Monique is a bitch. And I love it. Monique is a bitch! And Genevieve says, I think this is actually low-key a very heartbreaking line for Genevieve, where she's like, I'm sorry, Haley, but this is the way it has to be. Because she really did not want to have to do this. She really, like, we've seen Genevieve try to get out of this, like, three times now. Right. And we can see that she, like, cares about Haley. It's like, you know, you should have high blood pressure. It's bad for your baby. Like, she's, like, not, she's evil, but, like, not that evil. Mm Mm-hmm. She's evil to an extent. Right. She draws the line at the kids thing. She's evil, but not baby murder level evil. Which, again, we are talking about literal baby, like active baby just got out of the womb. We're going to punt it into the underworld level of evil. Which, like, like, can we just talk about how how Genevieve doesn't want to do that? But Tyler was like, yeah, let's go ahead and kill this motherfucking baby right now. Yeah, Tyler was about to murder that baby. Like, wow, Tyler, worse morals than one of the most evil villains of the season so far. Wow, Tyler. Wow. You're so cute, though, Tyler. Love you. <laughs> you still love Tyler. Tyler, to me, he's dead to me. I mean, not yet. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> Outside in the street klaus is stumbling down the street and he hears Haley's horrified screams as the witches pin her down on the floor of the church in preparation for labor and fully enraged he just roars at the top of his fucking lungs oh my god and nobody can do a fucking yell like joseph morgan can holy shit because he it's like he knows in his mind like he knows what's happening this scene, like Klaus knows the baby's about to it's come. like it's like so visually and sonically well done. Like the team did a great job. <laughs> yes, like Haley's screams echo as you pull the camera pulls away from her body as she's getting pinned down to the floor in preparation for labor and then it cuts to this low angle shot of klaus walking through the streets and he hears this like echo of Haley's yell and just can't do anything other than fucking scream good too good whoever wrote that down and was like this is what we're filming right now Love you. The director was Jeffrey Hunt, and he's directed all three shows. Oh. Jeffrey Hunt has done a lot of the, of TVDTO and the originals. like mm. And Legacies. Did I say TVDTO and the originals? I did, didn't yes, I? Yes, you did. I meant TVDTO and Legacies. He, he did, did a, a lot, lot of, of Legacies. Holy shit. He's yeah, very good at his job. Yeah, he even did great. the penultimate episode of Legacies, too. He also did one episode of Person of Interest. And, Mc- and two episodes of Nikita. Good for you. He did, wow. And Nikita. He's a busy boy. No, he did do it. Oh, my God. Did he do... Hold up. Did he do the premiere of season six of TVD? He did. He did. 
Yeah. She did. Have we have we watched oh, that season yet? Of- I'm so sorry. I don't know what season of TVD we're on. Season we're on five. season five. Okay. Jordan, I'm so sorry. We're still on season five. So I'm like- we'll get over it eventually, I promise. <laughs> he also was an executive producer on Legacy season season three. Oh. What episode of him. Person of Interest did he do? I don't know. I'm checking. Give me a second. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, he did a lot. <gasps> he did really good episodes of Person of Interest. Oh wow. my god. Jeffrey Hunt, our icon, our legend, our king. Jeffrey Hunt, yeah, can you my come direct guy. this podcast? <laughs> Jeffrey Hunt, can we talk to you? Because you did Provenance and Allegiance Zero Day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can you come great direct this podcast? Is. I feel like we'd have some great shots. <laughs> oh, and he was he was one of the camera people for But I'm a Cheerleader. <gasps> Iconic. Whoa. Oh. Iconic! Jeffrey! Jeffrey, my guy! Jeffrey! I've never... We love you. I've never seen that movie. You've oh never God. seen Bomb Material? What the fuck? No. Listen, all- listen, I'm absorbing old queer media. I watched Brokeback Mountain for the first time like the other day. Oh, I haven't watched that. It, don't. <laughs> no, you should actually. It's it's iconic. It, it's really it's really good. It's good. It wasn't like it's like it's good for the time that it came out. Mm, but like it's watching quite it literally now. was groundbreaking and is, yeah. I believe, still groundbreaking and incredibly culturally important. Everybody should watch Brokeback Mountain and internalize it. It was good. It was very good. And I love and but, I loved it. But, but like, I'm I was very like on YouTube for free. You can watch it for free. Literally. Oh, Brian, so you have no fucking excuse. The next time so we record great. this podcast, you better have fucking watched But I'm a Cheerleader. And I'm just gonna say that right now. Movies ever. Like one of my favorite movies ever. It's, it's so it's good. The gay, it's a gay movie, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I know Natasha it, Le- Natasha Leone, you know? She's in it. <laughs> that was the Leone. worst fucking Hello, accent. <laughs> you Hello. have to stop. It sounded like Gilbert Godfrey. It was really bad, actually. I know it. <laughs> Why do you sound like a New Yorker? <laughs> Why do you smoke three packs a day? What's going on here? Natasha Leone doesn't smoke three packs a day. She probably does. I'm not that sure. <laughs> anyway, like it is about, it like is like a, like a comedy about conversion camp. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's very lighthearted, though. Okay, great. Yeah. We love lighthearted it's conversion like, therapy. It's like, Speaking yeah. of conversion therapy. Uh-huh. Not- no, no. <laughs> we're gonna ta- if we're going to talk about anything else, it's going to be about the originals. No, I'm just going to say I'm excited for the horror movie called oh, They Them. I, that's what I thought you were going to mention. They slash them. They, they, they slash them. Yeah. They slash them is actually a genius it's a horror movie oh, and it's so dumb but it's so good anyway it's like our, we it's need like to talk about the original it's like our title for this podcast we Stay need dumb. to finish that that was the end of this episode again jeffrey hunt you're a fucking legend for this my guy we love you jordan uh-huh you're finally back so you will get first honors what do you rank this episode scale of one to ten ten easy easy ten easy ten Easy time. Brian, I have a I have a sneaking suspicion I know, but Brian, it's a two. <laughs> Brian, not enough Nina Dobrev, I don't think. Just Brian, needed some more. I'm be joking. serious. It's a 10, be serious. Obviously. Be it's serious. A 10. <laughs> it's a ten. It's literally last week on the last episode that in, in order of how we're recording this. The last episode, I literally said to be, I'm like, B, just put the ten in now. Like it's. 
Easy 10. Surprising nobody, I am also going to give this a 10. That's a 10 across the board. Our first 10 across the board since... The mid-season, actually. Since yeah. April hey, this, this, this is just a really good episode. Like, well-directed, good character plot, good well-action. Mm-hmm. And it sets up the finale perfectly. I love it. I love this episode. It's, like, one of my favorites. Because now I you're going to go into the finale like, uh-oh. Right, <laughs> finale I- is also called From a Cradle to a Grave, Ooh. so just great finale naming, nice. TBH. Yep. This is like this is genu- I'm genuinely one of my favorite episodes of the originals I've watched so far. Yeah, blows out it's a lot of, of the too. season, and like that's crazy to say because the season has been so good already. Yeah, oh yeah, the season overall has been again. This is the highest ranked season I think we've done on this show. Period. Right, including yep. the Vampire Diaries. Like this is such a good first season tens tens across the board so like the fact that this season is averaging above a nine for all of us is fucking good, insane right it's awesome like the fact that it's averaging above a nine is fucking insane actually b you know what it is realized what we haven't done mvps oh my god Oh my it just god, clicked how in my long mind, have so we forgotten this? I literally was about to say, who's the MVP? So B, who's the MVP? And I was like, wait a minute, have we not done the MVPs? Did we do MVPs we- for the originals? We have been, but we have. <laughs> how many times do you think I have forgotten about MVPs? How many times? It's like last week when I was like, oh, we didn't introduce ourselves. We introduced ourselves at the end of the episode. Oh my god, I forgot how we did that. How many times? And- how many times? Do you think I've I missed know. MVPs for the original? I want to say like, like for all show, like what we'll do next week, but like for Vampire just for Diaries. the originals. How many times do you think I've missed MVP? My guess is five, including today. You are actually spot fucking on five. Yeah, we haven't done it since one seventeen of the originals, or fuck yeah, fucking actually, it's since five seventeen of TVD either. Um, okay. I do we even... want to catch up with all of these right now, or do we want to just like let's, when we do our end the of the finale? Let's wait for the finale. finale. Yeah, let's save it for finale. Okay, so let's do what who was the MVP this week? And Francesca. why is it Joseph Morgan screaming? <laughs> oh. oh, Francesca's also a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Morgan scream also very good. Oh, this also is written by Michael Narducci. King. That's why it's a good app. All right, who's the MVP this week? Um, I want to say Francesca because she, girl boss, she's the one the that came out on top. Plot twist, the amazing plot twist. She's the one that came out on top, and that she's the one who had everything to lose, but had so much to gain. Yeah, I would give it to her, and she still came up on top. I'd give it to her. Her first MVP for the season. I don't know if that's because we have a four episode gap or uh, I don't think she would have gotten MVP before now, honestly, if I'm being very real with you. This one definitely was hers. This is the first one that she's really deserved the MVP. This is the first episode she's really stand out, I think. You could say that the MVP of episode 10, Feminism, might also be an MVP for Francesca Correa, but yeah, that's a problem for later me. God, I can't believe we forgot MVP for like two months. 
I can't, I don't know what just clicked up because I was waiting for you to say like, hey guys, who's the MVP for this week? I forgot that we even did it, that for this portion of the show. And cl- then something clicked in my head as I said that in my brain. And I was like, <gasps> like we haven't done it. Yeah, you know no, I, why? Why? I know exactly why I've been missing MVP. It's because it's on the far right of my spreadsheet and I have oh. my Google Docs set to um, 125% zoom oh. in so I don't see it because it's on the far right. That's literally it. The Elena That's kidnap it. counter really just... <laughs> the Elena kidnap counter steals all of my attention. I'll be real with space. you. <laughs> That's it for this week on Afterbite. Next week... We're hopping back over. We are on the home fucking stretch of season five of TVD. We're at the good part. Fucking God, we've we finally done it. We have come through this fucking treacherous slog. And next week, we'll be watching season five, episode 21, Promised Land. Which is one of the best episodes of the season. I'm going to have to catch up on- Which isn't saying much. Which isn't saying much. I'm gonna have to get you have on to so catch up, Jordan, TVD. from five seventeen to five twenty one. You have <sighs> a, you have an afternoon of TV to watch, Jordan. I am so sorry for your loss. This is the thing, Jordan. Watch. You can watch this at one twenty five. It won't make a goddamn difference. It's yes, exactly it as bad as you think it, it is. Zero, actually. You have to. Oh, that. Just you have to watch it on point five <laughs> to really draw out the torture. Yeah. The Delana like, breakups, like yeah. <laughs> All seven Delena breaks up across oh. five episodes. Oh, you have to watch Rescue Me. No. Literally oh. heartbreaking for Jordan. Okay, Jordan, you will like episode 18. You will like that one. We both liked would... it a seven. Neither of us liked that episode, Brian. I'm t- Shh, don't tell her that. I'm just saying, like, you'll like it because it has some Stelena. <laughs> and some Steriline, actually, that you might yeah, and and Steriline too. Forward to. I hate then, TV oh, so much. <laughs> and then oh, and then Man on Fire. Ugh. No, it gets so bad. Well, my, but, and then oh, what lies beneath? But then at least you get Promised Land. DVD, I hate you on the show. Like, like I swear to God, if it wasn't for this podcast, I'd quit right now. Like, <laughs> never leaving, baby. I'm so glad we finally got to the point where this Jordan is like, this far, no farther. We are yeah. done. That's why she's just showing up in the podcast. She's been trying to like slowly quit. I have books to return to my library. Sorry, guys. <laughs> when the We're name of this episode is just the, When the name of this episode is The Library Thief. Absolutely. We nailed that one real early on. I love it for us. I like picturing Jordan. You know how they used to do like mob assassinations with like cinder blocks on your feet? I picture Jordan at the bottom of the river with like books tied to her feet. The fucking library mafia. (laughs) (laughs) She has to go into the library with a fake mustache and a top hat like you don't see me. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. She's free, baby. Her debt has been erased. That doesn't exist anymore. No, no, no. Debt's a fake concept. We can cancel it whenever we want. Let's do it right now, baby. Cancel my loans, baby. Get those loans out of my face. Can you cancel my credit card debt, too? Oh, yeah, that I wish. 
that's it for this week. We're fucking done. 521 next week. We're free. Everybody is free. Dead is a fake concept made up by fucking capitalism. Who cares? Fuck that. Also, um, support rights. Support rights. Yeah, correct. I do. I love when people have rights. I'm a big fan of rights.